From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 356 for the week of October 16, 2014. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malata Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, I have a review of La Quinta Inn and Suites, and we talk about the ins and outs of early entry at Disneyland. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Diz Board's Threat of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello everyone. Hello. Hey. Hey there, hi there, ho there. How was everyone's week? Chicken filled. Good and busy. Good and busy. Nice, nice, nice. Well, we we missed you, Tony. We missed you, Tony. Well, yeah, I'm just busy. I'm busy. Um, I'm busy. So our our weekly Mickey's Halloween party update. It is completely sold out for the rest of the run of Mickey's Halloween party. So if you don't have your tickets, sorry. Are next year's tickets on sale yet? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> um, I just want to say 11 that months from now, you'll be good. Even though the um, party's been sold out, Kelly went with her friends, and she said that they were able to walk on the rides. Maybe five-minute waits. But she said that wow. even they, yeah. she was there two nights ago. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. They dressed... So on a week, on, on a week They night. went on a weeknight, and... Um, that she said they had a great time, and she said the longest oh, no, two line- nights ago would have been okay. Yeah, well, maybe, yeah. I think she. I'm trying to remember. I think they did go on a weeknight. Doesn't matter. Okay, but um, even though the park was sold out, she said the longest lines were the treat trails, but those mm-hmm. went pretty quickly, and they pretty much didn't focus their time in the treat trails. They were they wanted to meet characters because they were all dressed as the Alice in Wonderland characters. She was the Cheshire Cat. Oh, okay. She looks so cute. But anyway. She's so cute. I know. She she, she was just really cute. But um, she said that they... And you're not biased or anything. She, oh, of course not. I'm a very unbiased. <laughs> you're not biased, and I thought she looked really cute. Okay. But um, they went, they found the Queen of Hearts, and they all ran up, and they had a wonderful character experience with her. And Nice. Yeah, they, it was totally... They, they were... The Queen of Hearts was having a costume show-off with the um, friend wearing the Queen of Hearts costume. And the Queen of Hearts won, of course, because she had the bloomers and the girl didn't have bloomers on. So, <laughs> so but um, anyway, I just wanted to say that even though it's crowded, maybe they're having better crowd control or okay. something or and maybe maybe they're selling less tickets. I don't know. But it, she said that it was everything was manageable. Wow. Of course, she's young and she can stay up very late. So how oh, was yeah. New Orleans Square? I mean, it wasn't crowded. She, she said that was a little bit crowded, but she was talking about the attractions. Oh, okay. And she said that the lines were, she said they, the Haunted Mansion, five minute wait. That's amazing. Nice. Yeah. And I remember when we went and the line was so long. So, um, it sounds like it's pretty successful. And Tom, you said that when you went, you guys had a great time, right? We did, but it was crowded. It was very crowded. Okay, so maybe during the, I don't know she's she went on Tuesday, right? I don't. Is that when she went? We'll have to check her Facebook. Yeah, page. <laughs> <laughs> have to. It could I be because so. if she went during the week, she went on a Tuesday. Okay, then it had to have been. Tuesday. Well, they've been playing with some of the dates. They've or been whatever, adding like Mondays but... and Wednesdays. So yeah, but, Wednesdays, but anyway, Wednesdays. she reported a good time. Excellent. Um, any housekeeping? I have a couple. Go ahead, Michael. So, well, just a, a few things have reopened at Disneyland. Yes. The first aid station and the Wish Lounge have reopened mm-hmm. at the end of Main Street near the Corn Dog Cart, and these buildings are absolutely beautiful. I mean, for decades, the first aid station and the Wish Lounge were really operating out of temporary buildings, and now these are new beautiful brick buildings um the first the the first aid station has this beautiful stained glass um you know red crosses on it uh, i mean th- these are beautiful and fit right now into the main street architecture 
So, um, so those are open and um, ready for business. And I, we have uh, Mary Jo went and took some pictures for me, and I have those in this week's update. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes page for you. And just so, and w- to go along with what you were saying about that, Michael, before you get to your next one, I walked in, and it seems that the waiting room for the first aid seemed to be a little bit bigger. They had some couches or upholstered benches, I'll put it that way, for people to sit on. Um, and wait to go into the back room and the registered nurses were right there so mm-hmm. there were some people waiting for their, their child had got she was feeling sick and she was crying in the other room so I didn't go in the back to check that part out but <laughs> <laughs> but it, the inside the the ceiling is decorated and it's all in Main Street Main Street uh, style just really beautiful yeah. did they still have the picture of, of Minnie as a nurse they didn't have anything Oh, okay. they, but they had just, when I went there, they had been open two days. So mm-hmm. it was the second day that they had been open. So, you know, hopefully they'll put something in there. But it was, it seemed a little stark to me when I first walked in. But everything smelled brand new. So hopefully they just wanted to get, you know, um, open up the, the place and so they could tend to their, to the guests. So we can have our lockers back. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and did you go over to Whitewater Snacks and take photos of the new Coke Freestyle machines that they've installed? No. I seen one. You seen them all. <laughs> yeah, a, a friend. Not true. Not true. No. We we have friends who are visiting down there, and they posted a photo on Facebook. So that's the only way I know this is that yeah, they a couple Coke Freestyle machines are now at Whitewater Snacks. So I, I assume this is true. I've not seen anything and official. I, yeah, I saw a picture on a, on a, on somebody else's website, and actually, it, it's they're not all the same because I think they were they were they weren't like the normal red color. They were like white or silver. Yeah, they look different to me. Yeah, yeah. What, what weren't the ones like I've seen? Uh, um, like when they had the. We have the silver ones. Yeah, okay. Yeah, movies. they weren't the same kind like a California Adventure when they, we had the Food and Wine Festival. Mm-hmm. Now, I would like to see that they keep them updated because you go to some and half the things are grayed out because they, they're they they're out of that syrup or whatever. So I'm curious to see how well they keep it. And it's always hit and miss because sometimes the syrup isn't – to be an aficionado, sometimes <laughs> those sodas actually don't taste as good because you kind of get a mix of the other flavor because they're all coming through that same tube. So I'm curious right. to see how well they clean it and – and if, whether it's because you don't want everything tasting like root beer, but theoretically that could happen. I'm done, and so am I. <laughs> so I got to go back and, and check out the nachos and check out the menu at Whitewater Snacks. I know, now. right? We should make a Diz meet and do that. Yes, because I haven't had nachos there in like forever. And well, I looked on to see if I could go review it, but I need to actually go there to see whether <laughs> the menu is totally yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah, let so. us know. Let us know when you go, Tony, so we can meet you there. We can maybe, maybe. get it. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> we'll never see. Yeah, Tony don't you guys realize that it's kind of like um, he doesn't I'm love like, us I'm, anymore. He doesn't return our calls. Well, there's only one person who actually calls me, and so then maybe I don't return that one. But um, I'm kind of like uh, nice. uh, Mr. Bosley with uh, <laughs> Charlie's uh, Angels. Charlie's Angels. Yeah, I'm just. <laughs> You're like Charlie. You yeah. never see you. Or Mr. Boss. Did I say it wrong? Darn, it was a good joke. And then I just, That's this, just yeah, yeah. ruined it up. You guys get the idea. You yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, you're more like Jethro in the beverage. See, I always thought he was more like Howard Hughes, and he just sits naked, locked in a room with <laughs> yes. a bunch of urine-filled <laughs> bottles surrounding him. That, you uh, See, he's, there went our he's the closest to being correct. <laughs> he is. The the oh, urine, no, does, no urine filled <laughs> bottles, but probably the naked. <laughs> Thank you for the visual. Does anyone else have housekeeping? I think many people are enjoying the visual I do. myself. <laughs> okay, so taking it from one cheesecake mm-hmm. to another. <laughs> Beefcake, but whatever. Like that yeah. segue. <laughs> from one piece of cheesecake to another. Apparently Disney listened to us because did you see what they put on the parks no. block the other day? What? They put the recipe to that delicious pumpkin cheesecake oh. that we've been raving about for weeks. Gonna, 
that we got at the French market, but they also have it at, um, they also have it kind of all over. It's at Flo's, it's at Boardwalk, um, it's at Plaza Inn, Carnation Cafe. Village Can you bring Chicago. some to the Arizona Dismeet, Nancy? Jolly yeah, nice. Huh? <laughs> I know, really? Yes, that would be, be nice? so nice of you. We'd, we'd appreciate you forever. But the recipe is there, so the people at the Arizona Disney could just make it themselves and surprise you. Is it nice. hard to make? <laughs> no, it looks really simple. It's just a simple gra- um, graham cracker crust with a little ginger in it. So graham cracker, sugar, butter, and ginger pressed into a pan. Um, whoa, three blocks yeah, of cream there you cheese. Go. Mm. <laughs> there we go. Um a can of pumpkin, brown sugar, granulated sugar, eggs, cornstarch, cinnamon, nutmeg, evaporated milk, and chocolate syrup for drizzling. Mm. And pretty much uh, your that's driver it. would. I mean, but it is a wonderful texture. Yeah. I mean, it's an extremely it was really wonderful good. texture. So it looks like a really super simple recipe. All you need is a springform pan. Okay. Let's um, head right down to the dollar store and get one. Yeah, <laughs> just go on to the Disney Parks blog, and uh, I, I mean, we can put a. Link Why would we do that? Because we're like that. We're helpful because that way. People wanted to do. That. I like to drizzle caramel on my pumpkin cheesecake. Mm. That, I, I like Ooh. to drizzle caramel when I'm sitting. Never mind. <laughs> Naked in your room. <laughs> yeah. So, Mary Jo, what else opened this week? Um, the Anna and Elsa's boutique in downtown Disney opened this week, and Yay. I went over there and. I think it's heinous what? thing. Why heinous? Thing. It's oh, never mind. Yeah, I'm sure it's lovely and it's cute, but they took away my daughter's favorite thing. But they because now it's all Anna it and is Elsa. all unless they've got um, more. I just saw Anna and Elsa, but it was um, there. It was busy. It was busy on a Friday morning, and I I thought there would be nobody around. I was thinking everybody's at work now. We're down season. Busy on a Friday morning. <laughs> yeah. oh. I'm sorry. Just, you know. Busy life. But um, what I, it was just so pretty going in there. People, um, the the shop was very crowded, of course, because it's new. There were little girls getting all gussied up and everything. So cute. But what, I didn't check to see the different styles that they do, Nancy. So I don't know if they have like a. Yeah, yeah. they do a. Um, a Elsa style, an Anna style, a snow <laughs> style, an Olaf style. An Olaf. That's for the boys, isn't it? They frost their. No, they hair. have they have two versions of the Olaf style. Um, let me let me. I I posted it on. I added it to the Diz so I can tell you in like three okay, seconds. While you're looking it up, I are. just thought I just thought it was a very um cute store and appropriate for as popular as. As uh, the Frozen theme is these days, and these little mm-hmm. girls and just love it. And they had other things in sight. They had all a lot of outfits in there. Some really cute, really cute accessories, uh, Frozen related. And then they also had toys there also. And I noticed they did have some things for boys. I took a bunch of pictures um, and put them in our Dropbox that Tom can pull out. And yeah, I added I added a couple to the site. Okay, so the Elsa package. Uh, includes Elsa-inspired coronation ha- hairstyle with a blue color streak, tiara, shimmering makeup, and nail polish. The Anna package includes Anna-inspired coronation hairstyle with a green color streak, tiara, shimmering makeup, and nail polish. The Olaf package for girls includes Olaf-inspired hairstyle complete with top hat headband, orange color streak, shimmering oh, makeup, cute. and nail polish. The Olaf package for boys includes uh, snow-frosted hair tips and choice of Olaf t-shirt. And then the Cool as Ice package includes... Like Vanilla Ice's hairst- movie? Yes, yes. Yes, I'm still so hairst- waiting for him to get back in with Disney. <laughs> he never was, I know. <laughs> includes hairstyling with choice of two colorful hair streaks, face gem, shimmering makeup, and nail polish. And of course, prices vary depending on... How well this does, and how quickly they can raise them. Wow, that's, wow. <laughs> that's just me being bitter. No, I. It's really cute, though. I'm the bitter one. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, of course, for a guest ages three to fifteen. That's why you're bitter, because yep. you want to. Yeah, because yes, and yeah. I wanted my fro- frosted hair tips. Yeah. 
Hey man, Zoe had a million hits, over a million hits on her uh, her little makeover at 365. Because when I did that article, nobody, nobody had covered 365. Okay, I have a question Literally. to everybody but Nancy. I wasn't on the last episode. Did she mention the hits again last episode? Just No. Is that, oh, okay, because I wasn't sure if that's now a new regular part. We have rapid fire, <laughs> we have news, and then we have how many hits... Zoe's YouTube. Okay, I have mentioned how many hits Zoe had on that less than you have met it mentioned. I just want to say that let's not be talking. Speaking speaking of YouTube, speaking of YouTube, I have a video up with an exclusive performance by the Cadaver Dams that you might want to. Yeah, I loved it. Good job, Tom. So. That was cool. And then a and then one where where I tried to try and fail to make a pumpkin twist, and then one that she'll never see the light of day. Those are so good. Yeah, pumpkin twists. Those are so good. And then the one that she'll if you if you go to my Facebook page, my profile picture is me in a crystal ball, and there's a video of that that she'll never see the light of day. Why? Because it was horrible. It was it was just it was a you know, you're trying to interview this person that isn't in the same room as you. It was just technical technologically logistically wacky trying to do that and she's actually doing the interview, so I I it just didn't go well. So mm. it was a cool effect though. Yeah. That's why it was. I put my picture. Any other housekeeping? Just though, wow. when I was okay. over there um, looking again? at the mm-hmm. at first aid, etc., there's a lot of scrim yeah. on the shops in Main Street mm-hmm. that are being yeah, done. Yeah, they're getting it all painted up. Um, but they're they're still open. Yeah, I noticed they were. I'm the sorry, Nancy. Street. I said I noticed that it had moved to the other yeah, side of the street. I think the, I think everything everything's getting a nice new paint job. Right, and for the holidays. so we yeah. so co- corn, but they're all open. So just you yeah. just need to walk around and. And uh, get to them. And very soon, that back alleyway is going to be open that they're working on. Crazy. Yeah, I was going to be weird. Looking for it, and I almost, right? Do you have the date? Yeah. Do you know? Mary Jo looking for back <laughs> alleys? Wow. Whoa. Oops, I'm letting my dark side come out. <laughs> See, at least I do all my inappropriate stuff closed, closed up in my own house. <laughs> <laughs> so next weekend we will all be in Arizona. Excited! Yay. Yes, we will. Um, and so I think we mentioned last week that the Arizona team has set up an online auction, so that if even if you aren't attending the meet, and I'm not sure why you're not, next weekend you can bid on the items and take a look at what what the items are that are up for auction on the silent auction at the Arizona meet. So that's very cool. Um, there's still a few more items to go up, I'm sure. Yes, there are. <laughs> Did you take that picture yet, Michael? Uh, yeah, we have. We've had a devil of a time. We had problems with reflections. But oh, okay, yes, yes, Carol, as we were, we've been talking, sent me the <laughs> final photos that I just Yay. approved. Nice. <laughs> um, so they should be going up in a little while. Excellent. I'm looking forward. <laughs> we're going to have so much fun. Yeah. I am. Thank yeah. Mm-hmm. And I already have so, my eye on a couple of yeah. items in that auction. I was like, oh, I, there's already bids on some of those. I know. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So bid, bid Yay. early and often. Way to go, people. Yay. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at dlpodcast at www.info.com. If you want links to anything we talk about, including that auction, you can go to disunplug.com, click on the link for the October 6th pod, uh, 16th podcast, and we'll have all those links for you. Any other housekeeping? Just our no? cruise Good. coming up. Cruise, couple cruises coming up. Uh, if you are on Podcast Cruise 5.0, there are links now to be able to do the pre and post nights at the All Star and the and Pop Century All Star Sports and Pop Century um, before and after. Sorry, and then also the links for signing up for your credentials and also links for transportation. Transportation. So all that is up. Make sure you. Make sure you have that email and, and go and do all of that very soon. And, of course, the Alaska cruise coming up with the Diz and Dreams Unlimited Travel June 12th of 2015. We want to see you all there as well. Um, all right. 
Let's head over to Tony with the news. The chalk walk just happened. Yay. Yay. So let's, let's learn about it. The sign Kyle Cressilis carried as he walked around the Disneyland Resort at this year's Children's Hospital of Orange County Walk in the Park summed it up best. Through it all, we never walked alone, the sign read. There's a common saying that it takes a village to raise and care for a child. Cressilis and his team of 40 people wanted to let the village, his supporters, and the staff at Chalk know how much they are appreciated for what they have done for Cressilis's four-year-old son, Luke, who has been cancer-free for 10 months. We're here to support their mission. We were the beneficiaries and received support before us, and now we're paying it forward. On Sunday, Crushless and his family again didn't walk alone. Oh, I said Sunday. That's okay. You're not going to edit this out. On a previous day, on a Sunday, Crushless and Sunday. his family. It was Sunday. It was Sunday. Okay. Thank you. On this Sunday. Is Thursday. This is Thursday. It yes, was Sunday. On Sunday, yeah. Crushless and his family again didn't walk alone. They were among the 16,000 walkers and about 800 teams that participated in this year's fundraiser. The three-mile walk through Disneyland and Disney California Adventure is the largest walk for pediatric care in the nation and the most important fundraiser for the hospital, Chalk, Children's Hospital of Orange County, for those of you that don't know. The walk is in its 24th year. Many participants got up early and gathered at Disneyland before sunrise, carrying signs and banners of loved ones who are current or former patients or honoring those who died after a serious illness. This year's event raised about $2 million, officials said. The money raised goes towards programs and services such as the hospital's Kids Care Fund, education, treatment and care, and to help children who may be uninsured or underinsured, said Zach Abrams, Chalk Director of Special Events. Since its inception, the event has raised about $22 million. The Chalk Walk began in 1991 at Main Place Mall in Santa Ana and has grown considerably from the 1,400 walkers who participated that year to 16,000 this year. It has been held at Disneyland for more than a decade. Chalk did everything they could to try and save my son, one participant said. This event is bittersweet. Obviously, we wish it was a different result, but the staff was amazing and will continue to help fundraise for the health of other children. Very cool. Okay, I, was waiting for I, was, I, was, uh, I was looking at all the pictures and stuff as, as the walk was happening and... Lots, lots of characters out there and, and just people cheering. And it's, it's it's very cool. And for those of you that just want to get into Disneyland before it opens, it's an easy way to do it. You don't have to run like all the other races. And then yeah. you're also doing it for a good cause. Mm-hmm. Yep. So our next story is that another Disney... Happy, another happy story? This one's happy. Yeah. Well, that one wasn't sad. It was happy. No, that one wasn't sad. That was, no. That was Disney, cool. Yeah, Disneyland's new ambassadors have been named. Yay. A flock of white doves flew over Sleeping Beauty's castle as singers serenaded the crowd with a rendition of A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes and When You Wish Upon a Star. Standing on stage in front of friends and family at a ceremony, Ali Kawamoto, 30, and Jessica Bernard, 32, held back tears. The two employees were chosen to represent more than 26,000 Disneyland Resort cast members as Disney ambassadors, one of the resort's most prestigious honors. Their two-year term starts January 1st on Disneyland's 60th anniversary diamond celebration. To be selected is a dream come true, said Kawamoto, a UC Irvine graduate who started in the Disney College program and works as a food and beverage manager on Main Street. Bernard has worked at Disneyland for two years as a vocalist in the Mickey and the Magical Map show. Ooh. Is, yeah, we've got to figure out which one she is. She is from Bend, Oregon and graduated from Azusa Pacific University, <clears throat> which is in Southern California. It's overwhelming, exciting, and humbling, Bernard said. To now take on this legacy, it's very surreal. As ambassadors, Bernard and Kawamoto will serve as Disneyland's official spokeswomen and emissaries of goodwill. The two will represent Disneyland in events and promotional tours and cast recognition ceremonies. The Disneyland Resort Ambassador Program started in 1965. Since its inception, there have been 63 Disney ambassadors. Bernard and Kawamoto were chosen out of 60 applicants for the position. The selection is based on various qualities such as public speaking skills, knowledge of the Disney brand, and most importantly, being able to connect with fellow cast members, guests in the community, said Betsy Sanchez, Disneyland Resort spokeswoman. That's that's a new Disneyland who? Resort spokeswoman. Yeah, who, who's that? Betsy Sanchez. Julie Rhyme, who was handpicked by Walt Disney in 1965 to serve as the first ambassador, gave Bernard and Kawamoto one piece of advice. Smile. A welcoming <laughs> smile is the best message for anything. Our new it's nice to see that they chose someone from something other than 
entertainment or guest relations? Yes. The uh, food and beverage, yeah. yeah. Food and beverage so. manager. It's kind of cool. Because I, I, I remember talking to is it Megan and Sochi, the ones that are just finishing up their term. And I, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, one of them was from entertainment. She was in the at the worked at the um, Redwood Creek Challenge Trail in, in in the show there. And then the yeah. other, I think, was in guest relations. So it's nice that they they have somebody that's in other 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 departments in the park. Mm-hmm. Rather than just in guest relations or you know something that's like something like that, something where they're used to the public speaking and the, and the smiling. <laughs> so that's the news. Very cool. Thank you, Tony. Uh, time for rapid fire. Let's start with Michael. All right. So hey, are you all fans of the Avenger films and the Marvel Agents of Shield's television show? Mm, yes. Yes, I Woo! am. <laughs> Good. I don't know. Well, hey, <laughs> I have the, the show for you that's coming. Recently at New York's Comic-Con, the Marvel Experience, the world's first hyper-reality tour, was announced. So this is a first-of-its-kind hyper-reality attraction that covers over two acres and encompasses seven colossal domes, a life-size Avengers Quinjet, the world's only 360-degree 3D stereoscopic full-dome attraction, and a state of the art 4D motion ride. I know. I just thought that whole thing sounded so freaking cool. Thank you. Sorry. (laughs) Anyway, so as agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in training, guests of the Marvel experience will swing with Spider-Man, smash with Hulk, fly with Iron Man and more, all in preparation for an epic battle alongside Marvel's biggest superheroes in a fight against Red Skull, MODOK, and an army of evil adaptoids. So the Marvel experience, it incorporates next-generation interactive technology, including augmented reality, multi-person gaming, and RFID. Uh, that's what we do, our magic bands. Progress mm-hmm. tracking so you can see yourself in action. And they say everything happens with bleeding-edge technology and advanced computer animation. So not only does the audience get to join in the adventure, in the end they may even become heroes themselves. So this sounds very cool. And it's starting out in four cities in western United States, in Dallas, Phoenix, San Diego, and San Francisco. Then it's going to travel to the East Coast and they're going to, where they're going to announce um, more cities. So it's going to be in Phoenix from December 12th to January 3rd, Dallas from January 9th to February 1st. San Diego at the Ooh. Domes at Del Mar Fairgrounds, um, February 7th to February 26th. And, um, every, and in San Francisco, it's going to be at AT&T Park, February 27th through March 22nd. Tickets for the event. If you're just going to be a regular agent of Shield, the tickets are 3450. And then there's a $5 handling fee. And you do have to select a time when you, uh, when you purchase your tickets. However, there are a couple of special VIP packages. For $99, you can buy the Shield Special Operative VIP package. And for $179, you can buy the Shield Level 9 VIP package. Ooh. So, so we Mine goes to 11. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're up there with Agent Colson. Well, Director Colson. So we will have a link to the Marvel Experience uh, website in our show notes where you can find out more information about this, purchase tickets, and find out the details about the VIP packages. But this sounds like a lot of fun when you mm-hmm. read it. I, I think it this does. is going to be very, very cool. Thank you, Michael. Okay. Uh-oh. I'm a comic book girl geek, and I think this is really cool. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, is this going to be a precursor for things we may see in Disney parks someday? Uh-huh. Never know. There you go. All right, Mary Jo. Happy to to announce that Knott's Berry Farm early, um, the 2015 season pass is available. And for those who are renewing, if you buy your pass by before the 3rd of November, you get a discount. And what they're offering right now are the 
unlimited visits to the park in 2015. We have different levels. You have the regular season pass, um, the gold season pass, and the platinum season pass. The regular season pass goes for 90, it's 99, let me see. Mm. It's ninety-four fifty. I'm sorry. It's seventy-six. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's seventy-six fifty. But if you're renewing it, it's seventy-two dollars. And if you would rather pay monthly, you can pay for it um, nine months, and it's eight fifty each month, which is really reasonable. The gold gold season pass would be ninety-four fifty, um, and the Platinum season pass would be 184. Now the gold season pass would be Nosbury Farm and Soak City. The platinum season pass would be all Cedar Parks, including parking. So parking's included there. If you're not going to go with the platinum season pass, if you just want to do Nosbury Farm, um, the additional parking is going to be $55 if that's what you would get, which I recommend. And now, I don't know if they offered it for 2014, but for 2015, they're also um, offering a season pass plus dining. And if you get the season pass plus dining, hmm. it's 175 for the year or $19 a month. And you get each time you go, you're going to get lunch and dinner. And there's a four hour okay, wait, wait, wait. time. Now, okay, so give me the price here. I'm trying to figure out whether it's worth it just to eat. Okay, so. So. Okay, so nineteen dollars a month. Right. It's it's um nineteen fifty, I'm sorry. But it's nineteen dollars a month if you're renewing or nineteen fifty. If you're renewing before November third, it's nineteen dollars a month. If you're going to Okay, so that would mean that I could technically eat there every day. This just, is like sounds like a really bad infomercial. I was just but, thinking that. <laughs> but wait, like okay, so like I could go there three times, just park my car, go and eat. And make my money back on just the food alone. Here's, here's, and I'll read to you what it says. Unlimited visits plus two meals every day. They don't put a limit. With a not season pass plus dining, you will enjoy all the exclusive benefits of being a season pass holder plus one lunch and one dinner at participating locations throughout the park every day you visit during the 2015 season. There is only. Now, what was that documentary about eating at McDonald's every know, day? Right? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> only a four hour wait. Time between meals, beverages are not included. Not valid for admission or dining at Not Scary Farm or special ticket events. So, yeah, so I, I think that's just, I think it's a great offer. So, for less than $180, you get to go to the park as many times as you want. And you know that, let's say you go three times, it's going to pay for itself with the dining. Mm -hmm. So, that I recommend. The uh, season pass plus dining and getting the parking, take care of that up ahead, you know, up front, and um, go to the park and see Billy Hill and the Hillbillies, <laughs> or or go shopping at the turquoise shop, which is really nice in the ghost town. All right, Mary Jo, I will see your Knott'sbury Farm and rate you a magic <laughs> mountain. Uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain, thank you very much. Is running a spe is still running a special on their season passes. Uh, similar to what West and I got, uh, but not quite. Uh, pass is seventy four ninety nine. Includes the rest of twenty fourteen plus all of twenty fifteen. No blockout dates. Admission to Six Flags Magic Mountain and Six Flags Hurricane Harbor, and any other Six Flags theme park. And here's the deal that's going on right now: buy two of them, two or more, activate it before November second, and you're automatically upgraded to a gold pass. So in addition to all of those benefits, you receive free parking at any Six Flags theme park, and plus VIP early entry to Magic Mountain and Hurricane Harbor, which is like, I think it's a half hour earlier than any other any of the other passes. I really like the Hurricane. So it's basically enough time to get a blanket uh, spot at the water park. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So 75 bucks if you buy two or more, you get all, all every Six Flags theme park plus parking. I win. <laughs> you win. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I don't have to drive so yeah, far to go like to Knott's College. Farm. I can have a yeah, and I can have a meal plan at Knott's. 
Yeah, Tony can sell his refrigerator. Yes, I know. Yeah. I, you know, part of me thinks I should try this for a week, and then we have a segment. <laughs> I think because maybe after a while they'll be like, "Oh, the usual light on the yeah, light on the MSG." Yeah, you have to have your cholesterol tested at the beginning of the week and at the end. Yes, but there's no. But you know what? I wonder if I could do it not horribly unhealthily. Well, I'd be interested interested to see which dining establishments. Are participating exactly. I know. Permanent yeah. try just yeah. for that. I mean, even the like if they have that outdoor the barbecue, that would be awesome. Yeah. You know, and what are they going to let you eat? I'm pretty sure it's not going to mm-hmm. be unlimited. It's going to be it's going to be burgers and chicken sandwiches and Maybe. things yeah. like that. Yeah. Further investigation. Right, That'll be my housekeeping. <laughs> yeah. There you go, Nancy. Okay. Well, let's go from sort of happy healthy food to. Unhealthy food to sort of happy healthy food, and okay. Disney. Way to be vague. Your, uh, Disney, Disney at your breakfast table. Ooh. Table. So um, Kellogg's teamed up with Disney to make a new mobile app called Kellogg's Story Box, and it basically is on special boxes of Kellogg's cereal. You get a little. Code I just want my toys. That you can unlock different uh, volumes in the app. So you go to iTunes, Google Play, or Amazon App Store, um, and then you go to your specially marked box of Kellogg's cereal and scan it with your smartphone, and it unlocks an interactive storybook to use within the app. Um, There's three different ones. Each one um, features games and activities based on Disney parks, such as a balloon-busting game for Toy Story Midway Mania, and um, storybooks, they call it storybook surprises inspired by Radiator Springs racers. And then also you can create your own um, Disney fireworks spectacular. Ooh. You can show your Disney side um, by putting yourself in pictures like, you know, jib jab kind of things. Um, it's not available for our Canadian listeners. I'm uh-huh. sorry. Um, some people are saying, oh, well, they're trying to promote having screen, you know, having, you know, using your, your devices to play games at the breakfast table. Um, but somebody said, hey, what a great way to help my, uh, child with autism, um, start eating healthier foods by affiliating them with the healthier Frost cereals flakes? with okay. Disney. Because you, Frosted Mini Wheats, I mean, you know, Kellogg's Mini Wheats are sure. good cereal. sure. They're sugary, but, I mean, they could be worse. They're excellent in fiber. <laughs> so, okay. there you Thank go. you, Nancy, Tony. <laughs> okay, it's been a year already, and the Queen Mary is ready to chill. Do you like that? Chill. Okay. Like, cool. Yeah, no, the... Chill. Is he getting a frozen overlay? What? Yeah. Well, no, they did this for... <laughs> they've done this for years, and they're doing this again. They're, um... Doing the Queen Mary chill, which is where they freeze everything. It has nothing to do with frozen, other than the actual adjective of what frozen means. It starts November 21st, but you can buy your tickets now because it does sell out. I know locals that have gone, and uh, general admission is $34.99 for adults, $24.99 for children. That includes, and I'm going to discuss what they are in a second, that includes... Ice Kingdom, Ice Tubing, Ice Skating, Chill Village, and access to the Queen Mary. And children are 4 to 11. So, this year, the theme is a California Christmas. Step inside our frozen igloo and immerse yourself in an enchanting world of ice and enjoy a California Christmas handmade entirely out of ice. 13,000 square feet of winter wonderland, which features over 2 million pounds of ice, as each exhibit is meticulously created by an international team of expert ice sculptors, and enhanced with stunning lights and colors for a visually captivating experience unlike any other. This holiday season, the Ice Kingdom allows you to get your taste of what the holidays are like in the Golden State. Don't forget to grab a parka and gloves because temperatures drop to 9 degrees in the igloo. So, they have the ice skating, outdoor ice skating, which is a 6,500 square foot outdoor ice rink. Right on the Pacific Ocean, which is right there. That's part of your admission. Also, there's ice tubing, which looks really fun, and I'm still upset that I haven't done this yet. 
The newest mountain for wintry fun in Southern California. It's at Queen Mary. It's cold. It's fast. It stands two stories tall, 100 feet long, entirely made out of ice, and it's cold. Are you going to go on? Part of your all-inclusive tickets? Well, I didn't go. I've never been to this whole thing. And then they have the village. It sounds a lot like um, what they what our Walt Disney World um, podcast team has uh, always talked about the ice. Oh, Gaylord, Gaylord Palms. Palms. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I'm curious about that. Like, because this seems like it's well, I don't know. Is it the same price? Is it as pricey like that? Mm, maybe they don't offer like the whole tubing yeah, okay. and stuff. That's like why that. this one sounds a little bit or an ice rink, but this you know it's more of a. But it does. They do the whole grab a parka and all that. So. Yeah, a little little known fact is we're getting ready for Christmas in October, but they're on sale now. So if people are planning a trip, they might want to do this. That Sounds you fun. will be greeted with the blooming poinsettia because mm-hmm. nothing says Christmas like the poinsettia. And did you know that eighty percent of all the world's poinsettias are grown here in Southern California? Mm-hmm. I am not surprised. No. Shack-sized toy soldiers over seven feet tall. Protect their traditional Christmas plants at the poinsettia interest. Guests can then wander through the candy cane forest with 10-foot candy canes. And then, because it's a California Christmas, a giant surfing Santa shredding 20-foot waves, brah. And back to work <laughs> for Santa, though. That's where you don't think. Um, as the holidays near, enjoy your their giant Christmas tree with tons of gifts for good boys and girls. Oh, and St. Nick will be there on the rooftop with his reindeer with a great photo op for kids. And now there's four lines on the Queen Mary slides, and there's a complete nativity scene, but there's penguins. It's just... Awesome. That's <laughs> of course there's penguins. I think we need to go, man. So I think we need to go. So in this version, did the wise men ride penguins? Okay, I'm just going to read the exact quote. No Christmas is complete without the nativity scene. Ellipses. But look out. Dash. Because the penguins are on the loose. So take that for what that means. The penguins of the Queen Mary. Yeah. So there you go. Penguins. But it's already it's tickets are on sale now. So you can find that at queenmary.com and click on events. So I wonder whose penguins are bringing. Are they live penguins They're or are they sculptures? Apparently, apparently it's Mary and Joseph's penguins. <laughs> yeah, I can so. figure out here. Woohoo! I feel <laughs> like we're talking no, to Pamela from... Travers all over again. <laughs> that's that's why there's no room in the inn. And that's the Queen Mary Chill, which is ready for sale now if anybody's interested. Very cool. Very cool. Let's see, let's see what I did there. Thank you, Tony. Oh, cool. <laughs> that is rapid fire. Time for our thread of the week, Mary Jo. This week's thread comes from Fanta Luminicious, who writes, Rope Drop. That's a name. Wait, what? Fanta, Fanta what? Fanta Luminicious. Okay. Now that's someone who owns penguins. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hey, I think it's a great way to combine all your favorite attractions in one, in one screen. And, and, okay. <laughs> and this person is actually really is pretty local to Disneyland because their location is close enough to hear the Disneyland fireworks from home. So there you go. Aww. Wow. So um, he or she writes, rope drop, why bother? Why people want to get stuck in that mad rush to the first ride to be first on a ride is beyond me. We did rope drop yesterday for the first time in ages. Never again. It's bad enough navigating through masses of people during the evening when Fantasmic and the fireworks are happening. Why do I want to start my day with people pushing and shoving their way to rides? Yesterday we lined up to enter Adventureland about 10 minutes before the 9 a.m. opening with the goal of riding Haunted Mansion, Haunted, Haunted Man, shoot, Holiday Mansion, Haunted, <laughs> Haunted Mansion Holiday that big first. <laughs> My word, <laughs> the slow ride through Adventureland was just like the walk out on a fantastic night, slow and crowded. When we got to Haunted Mansion Holiday, we were first in the elevator. Of the, we were in the first elevator of the day. So what? By 10 a.m., we had written Haunted Mansion Holiday, <laughs> Splash, Pirates of the Caribbean, Indian, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. We could have easily ridden the Haunted Mansion Holiday multiple times if we wanted to. The first two or three hours in the park are usually the lightest of the day. Lining up at a rope is a waste of time. If I get to the park before they let people pass the plaza, I'll just hang out on Main Street until the rush ends. I have no problem with people wanting to get to the park at opening. I do that all the time. But those wondering if there is an advantage to doing the rope drop, take heed. 
There is no advantage to this, nor is there advantage to lining up at the gate before the turnstiles open. Unless, of course, standing in line for something you enjoy is, unless, of course, standing in line is something you enjoy doing. So I wanted to bring this, this thread up because a lot of times we do talk about getting there first thing in the morning and doing rope drop. And I wanted to get each of your perspectives on. Pick me, pick me, pick me. Pick <laughs> on rope drop, right bother. So we'll start with, uh, guy, Tom. Hey, thanks. Okay, so that attitude is exactly why you should do rope drop. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> that locals mentality. They sleep in. Tourists go to rope drop. Good point. Done. Good point. <laughs> yeah, but I think that that's the lo- that's the whole locals point too. Is is you know why be a, why struggle to be a tourist? Right, but but if we are if we're talking to tourists and helping them plan their trip, that's the that's yeah. the attitude locals have. And and so that's why that's why you should be at rope drop because they won't be. Yeah. Right. No offense to all of you locals, but you, you know who you are. Well, I'm I'm like that. I'm kind of a why get up kind of girl. Um, why get at up. least lately? <laughs> I mean, why get up early or why get up at all? <laughs> it depends what day it is and how much my kids have drawn me crazy. <laughs> She's getting up with the chickens lately. Yeah, exactly. We are getting up with the chickens lately. Um, so, Nancy, what's your opinion on rope drop? <laughs> well, you know, okay, here's my take. It's not for everyone. And while the, you know, I what was going on through my mind when you read it was, I, I was you thinking, oh, it's looking like a true you? local. <laughs> but... I mean, that's spoken That's spoken with the perspective of someone who has an annual pass, mm-hmm. who can be here often, yeah. who realizes that you don't necessarily at Disneyland have to do, like, like she said, she goes to the park early, but, you know, dealing with the initial push crush, that's kind of a pain in the tuchus sometimes, the, the push crush part. You know, they've got a point. I mean, you know, you have to be really careful to watch your children to make sure they don't get pushed away from you and separated from you if they're not in strollers and they're small. You know, so that's a... it. I can see definitely see the perspective. But if this is your once-in-a-lifetime vacation and you're, you know, or if you are very excited to start your day or you're a commando tour, touring kind of person that wants to see how much they can possibly get done in a day, Rope Drop is obviously for you. Rope Drop is not for everyone. So, and I, that's, I don't push Rope Drop because... In, you know, in my personal planning stuff, because... <laughs> you have personal planning? I know that. You know, when people ask me questions, I don't push rope drop. But it it's true. If it is one of your only chances, then, yeah, go for it, you know? But it's not for everybody. Hey, Michael, what do you say? I know. We'll go. It depends on what we want to do that day. If we are with our granddaughter we will get there early mainly because we need to hit the Fantasyland attractions and you know we want to get those out of the way early in the morning because the lines are less because those Fantasyland just fills up very quickly Mm -hmm. and it doesn't die down until really after the fireworks so and then it allows us you know she still requires a nap (laughs) so so does grandma and grandpa (laughs) and um, so by getting there early, we can then, you know, go back to the hotel and, you know, and then come back later in the day or later in the evening and, you know, continue on with our day and get in all the attractions. But then there are some days where if we really don't have to hit any big rides, um, we will sleep in, you know, and just get there later and pace ourselves. So it's a good, good alternatives. What about you, Tony? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you do the rope drop. There's so few people, you can get through everything by like 10, then go have a character breakfast, and then go somewhere else. I I don't, I think it's more of an advantage in Disneyland than it is in Disney World because so many people sleep in. 
I, I think it's a yeah. no-brainer. I think it's worth you go on all the big rides and you're done. And then you can enjoy the part. Like, not that you're not enjoying the rides, but <laughs> I think it's a smart thing to do. Good. And I, I think it also makes a difference sometime, whether in the summertime when Disneyland opens at 8 a.m. or during the off-season when it opens at 10, um, how many people are going to be there. We had a good uh, response from Mouse EXP, who says, Rope Drop is important for one, one certain attraction. And she's from um, Anaheim. Rope Drop is important for one certain attraction at Disneyland, and that one is Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Yep. You can also probably add the Elsa yep. and Anna. She puts, you can also probably add the Elsa and Anna FP thingy. <laughs> Other than that, you should try to see as much of Fantasyland <laughs> yeah. within that first hour as you can. After that first hour, you should avoid that land like the plague. So um, she says, unfortunately, the uh, original poster went to the side of the park that is probably the least important since it really doesn't get busy in that area until 10 a.m. However, they seem to get quite a bit done before 10 a.m., so I guess um, that was one advantage. We have Disney Obsessed 808 who put, um, there's, and she, uh, also talking about Peter Pan. She writes, the only time I'll ride Peter Pan is when I arrive at the ropes before park opening. That way I can get in and out of the ride within 5 to 10 minutes. Even just 10 minutes after rope drop, the line can build into a 34-minute wait, costing you 40 minutes of that time that the park is actually open. That 40 minutes in the morning can be key as getting as many attractions as possible before the midday afternoon crowds arrive. And um, Michael and Tom and I were talking about that earlier and another segment when um, we were talking about our early morning and just how important it is to get to those rides first thing. Um, personally, I agree uh, with with Tony's that you should do rope drop, drop at least once when you're there. Maybe not every day, but you should do rope drop so that you can try to get um, to some of these really popular attractions. So if you, there's a lot more opinions and also some of our posters talking about uh, uh, Tomorrowland and, and the advantages in getting there early also. If you'd like to read some of the opinions or offer your own, that's called Rope Drop Ellipsis, Why Bother? by Fantaluminicious <laughs> on the Disneyland board. There you go. And, of course, we'll have a link to that in our show notes page at designplug.com. Uh, click on the link for the October 16th podcast, which is today. Uh, thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, everyone. That is going to do it for this segment of the Design Plugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. <laughs>